Welcome to the fourth episode of the Coach's Corner here on the Vanguard Athletics Podcast Network. My name is Jeff Melton, and I am joined, as always, by Mike Teague. So a little bit of background on the two of us, Mike. So why don't you just kind of give the listeners at home a little bit of a breakdown of of what you do here at Vanguard and how long you've uh, been working at Vanguard in your your various roles here. Yeah, definitely. So we realize that you guys have no idea who you're listening to. (laughs) So uh, yeah, so my name is Mike, obviously. Uh, I am the Associate Athletic Director here at Vanguard. I've been here for about five years. I oversee all of our compliance and our student development initiatives within the athletics department. Uh, I wear a lot of hats, as we all do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's kind of just the nature of our jobs. But um, basically, I'm just trying to help our student athletes get better as they go through it and then trying to keep them eligible. So that's Absolutely. the simplest, that, that's Absolutely. simplest terms. Yeah. What, what about you, Jeff? I know you wear as many hats as I do around here. But yeah. So um, my name is Jeff Melton. I have the privilege of being the assistant athletic director here over the events and communications office. Uh, we are kind of in charge of facilitating all of the home events. A lot of them. Uh, which we, uh, this year with our increased sports, we're about at 120 a year, um, as well as running all of our communications sides. So that's everything from photos and videos to social media to statistics and the website, things like that. We traditionally write about 400 press releases a year. So if you kind of think about 365 days and you're doing about 400 a year, kind of just dictates those those Saturdays during the spring where you got six, seven things going on. Uh, this week is one of those where we got all of our teams are busy either uh, wrapping up the end of their conference schedule for a fall teams or our winter teams are just rocking and rolling with Basketball playing, women's basketball, and wrestling being back in the mix. Yep. A lot going on. Absolutely. I think that's just the, the nature of our jobs and especially your job too. So, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we have a lot of interaction with our coaches as well and obviously the student athletes. But, Jeff, you were able to sit down with one of the coaches, and that's a, a new head coach with us, mm-hmm. uh, Coach Lauren Mascaro. Uh, I keep wanting to call her Lauren Walker. She's, <laughs> she's yeah. known by Walker around here. But, uh, Coach Mascaro, you were able to meet with her earlier and, uh, what was kind of your, your main takeaway from your conversation with her uh, as you kind of jumped into it? Yeah, my biggest takeaway is just how ready she was to step into this role after serving as the associate head coach for the women's soccer team for five years, drawing on all her experience from within the athletic department, across campus, uh, being a former student-athlete here herself, um, and just the 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 staff she put together with another Vanguard alum of Nikki Dunn um, and then having a goalkeeper coach, Juan Mares, who's also on uh, st- uh, faculty here at Vanguard within the kinesiology department. Just the way they're, you know, shepherding this program. Randy Dodge guided it for over a decade, took it to the the mountaintop a lot of times, you know, winning three straight conference championships and, you know, the foundation that's there and then the, the small tweaks and stuff that, uh, Lauren has added to it, you know, they're in the mix right now for a fourth straight conference title, it's incredible. you know, which uh, looking back to August, you know, the first game of the year going down three nil kind of early, uh, you know, there's some crickets out on the field a little bit there and just the way the, the girls have rallied together and the way they're impacting each other. And, you know, the way this senior class has really um, shepherded it forward 
you know, we thought two years ago when that senior class graduated that they were going to be go down as the most uh, winningest team, yeah. you know, class in in Vanguard history. And it seems like the last two years that the the, the secondary classes have just stepped right up just and, and gone for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, kind of like a, a old Russ Davis mantra: oh, yeah. we don't rebuild, we reload around here. So yeah. I definitely think that's what's going on in the women's uh, soccer team. You know, just how they're defining success, how they're wanting to, you know, just develop women for Christ and, you know, instill in them things that they might not even draw on until five, ten years from now when they're in the corporate world or, you know, they're they're married, they're having kids of their own, they're coaching on their own, things right. like that. So it was a great conversation um, that we had. So uh, let's go ahead and jump right into that uh, conversation that I had earlier with Lauren Mascaro, the head coach of Vanguard Women's Soccer. All right, welcome in Lauren Mascaro, head coach of the women's soccer team here at Vanguard. Um, wrapping up the conference slate um, right now, we got one game left. Uh, put ourselves in pretty good position after our uh, last three or four games here. We've won four straight, so kind of walk uh, our listeners through of, you know, kind of where the conference sits as a whole and where we are in that pecking order right now. Sure. So with a win this week, uh, we now sit tied with Westmont atop the table with one game left. Westmont plays Saturday. So do we. So it's a huge day for us. Also senior day, which makes it extra special. But as long as we can get a result on Saturday, then we will be in some way, shape, or form conference champions of the regular season for the fourth year in a row, which is extremely special. I think it's the first time in Vanguard history that a team has done that four years in a row for the women's soccer program. And uh, just super exciting. This group of seniors has done a great job leading the team this year. And uh, we're really excited to head into playoffs with some momentum. So if we kind of transition from, you know, the end of the regular season, kind of preparing for the postseason run, if we kind of jump back to July and August, you know, before even double days started and things like that, what were your preseason goals and expectations for the team both on and off the field? Well, I think one of the biggest things was just managing the transition. I think when you're coming off a coaching change, even though I was part of the program before, um, stepping into new roles, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. So I think one of the main things was just to uh, be very clear with all the players about what was going to happen, what was going to be different, what was going to be the same, and uh, how we go from there. So just starting from that, we always look to uh, just continue to build off of what the previous years and all of the former players have done to create such a foundation and a name uh, for Vanguard soccer, women's soccer across the country. So uh, you know, we don't necessarily say GSAC title is the goal, but we always talk about, uh, you know, like continuing to get better with each game and every time we step on the field. And I think by doing that, it put us in the position to be uh, contending for a GSAC title and looking at a good run into the postseason um, and just kind of taking things one step at a time. Uh, since we were in a place of not really knowing what we were going to get and what was going to happen and um, you know, so much change. It, it's been really fantastic the way the team uh, has been super flexible and we've all kind of bonded and worked together to make the most of what we have. So you kind of uh, mentioned the transition that kind of went down after last season. Um, 
as you stepped into the head coaching role after serving as the associate head coach for many, many years, what, what was the biggest uh, surprise that you uh, noticed, um, you know, kind of moving over two feet on the bench there? I think this is something that even prior to the transition, uh, Randy and I had talked about, you know, the, di the main difference before uh, what would be different uh, whenever I – was ready to step into a head coaching role. And uh, I think for me, the biggest challenge was really um, delegating tasks to other people. Uh, in my role as associate head coach, I was kind of the person that would take tasks on and kind of manage all of the little things. And so to go from being the one managing all those things to passing them on um, was really challenging for me. Luckily, Nikki Dunn, my assistant, is super qualified, super organized, has done a wonderful job of picking up all those little pieces and all the tasks I give her and putting them together to uh, help that transition be pretty seamless so that I could really focus on some of the other components that um, previously I, I didn't do as much of, you know, the tactics and practice planning and uh, scouting reports and all those kinds of things, um, just kind of stepping a little bit more into those. Definitely. So you, you mentioned Nikki Dunn. She uh, she was on um, the women's soccer team just a few years ago. One of the most successful classes we had, except for this class might equal it, you mm -hmm. know, with their their, mm -hmm. with their results and their win loss record and things like that. Um, it's really special to have both you and Nikki as former players of the program. So kind of what's changed since you were a, a student athlete here and, you know, how has the landscape of the conference and the nation and just mm -hmm. the expectations of the women's soccer program? Sure. So, you know, I came here many years ago uh, and since then many things have changed. You know, the, the field, the facility is night and day. Mm -hmm. uh, we used to, you know, any former players listening can remember the hills behind the goals, the curve of the field the ball rolling out of bounds when you play a pass down the middle of the field mm -hmm. um and you know playing at night we used to play at night under the lights and lights back then weren't much better than they were now so or are now so uh you know that was always a challenge trying to even just see the ball sometimes but mm -hmm. uh definitely i think as we've gone through the years uh the conference has changed you know a number of teams have left the naia and now gone to the NCAA and that's left a, a nice little uh, open door for a, a team like us to go from the middle of the pack always trying to get into that top uh, top kind of echelon of the group um, into now being one of the the premier programs on the west coast and I think uh, you know Randy did a tremendous job in taking over the program and turning it into that and now uh, just the name Vanguard carries a lot of weight across the country with, you know, Raiders and those kinds of things. And I think, you know, I think we're going on seven or eight national tournament appearances consecutively. And, uh, you know, that just speaks volumes to what's what's happened over the last decade and where hopefully we're headed and we'll continue to go. Definitely. So as we kind of look at how the <coughs> The team kind of morphed throughout the year. We had a tough result in our first game of the year, and you know we're kind of riding through well. Um, had those two ties out in Indiana. How how has the team changed throughout the season? And um, what was it about the 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 student athletes themselves that ushered in that change? Sure. So, like you said, we had a little bit of a rough start, just kind of getting our feet underneath us pretty early in the season with a big regional game. Uh, and then we kind of found some results, but weren't seeing quite the same um, 
successes that we saw before. You know, we typically score a ton and have all kinds of shutouts. And for a while, it was really close games and, you know, winning 2-1 or 3-2 or games like that. Mm -hmm. um, and recently, I feel like we've really started to find our stride. You know, we've gone on four wins, five wins in a row and um, a number of shutouts in that stretch. Um, so I think we've really found our groove. And I think uh, a big Part of that is our captains, uh, you know, Kim, Mai Mai, and Bryn. They've done a tremendous job in rallying the girls, helping them to uh, understand the differences and how to embrace the changes that have been made and how to thrive. Um, and that just n extends even beyond the captains. All of these players, um, you know, even when I called the incoming players as recruits uh, to notify them about the changes going on in the program, they were – very open-minded and they were excited just to come play at Vanguard um, and they were willing to to kind of risk it and put it out there even if uh, there was there was going to be change so um, I think that's the great thing about our players is the grit and the resiliency that they have to just grind through whatever the situation is and even when they're frustrated and they want to put their heads down they uh, find it a new level to just dig deeper and work harder and that work ethic has, uh, I think, really helped this program continue to be what it um, is capable of. So as you, um, you know, in the head coaching chair, you know, um, set the expectations and are defining, you know, success for a season and success for a career and things like that, how do you manage the, the on the pitch and off the pitch, um, you know, as you're developing these young women? Sure. So I think on the field, there, there's – one of my big things is about managing expectations and being very clear with players. So, you know, having players understand their role, if maybe right now their role is to come off the bench and be solid for us in, you know, 20 minutes of the game or 10 or 30 or whatever it might be. Um, or if their role right now is maybe to learn from a senior who's in their role. So that way next year they're ready to step into that role or if they are a starter. Um, and I think having those sometimes very hard conversations up front really help to um, set those expectations and, and let players know what they should be doing. You know, when they're not playing, they're paying attention to what um, they should be learning and how they can make themselves better. Um, so I think on the field that that's helped. Uh, so players aren't just sitting on the bench upset about their playing time. And off the field, I think, you know, we've had success in a lot of things off the field. We, we've consistently been a team that's had uh, success in the classroom, and that has continued. We've got a number of players that are looking to continue their education after they graduate or step into careers already, um, positioning themselves uh, in their field with internships or, uh, you know, jobs and things like that. So... Uh, just really happy about the way uh, the women in this program are just very well-rounded and continue to set examples for those underclassmen underneath them of what it looks like to be a Vanguard soccer player because that does transcend so much beyond just, uh, you know, like you as a soccer player. So, yeah, as you, you know, in your role now um, with the recruiting and things like that, what do you, what do you want these – young ladies to leave Vanguard with, whether they're here a year or four years or five, you know, throughout their career, what do you want them to, um, you know, depart the program, embodying, you know, learning, things like that? I think the, it's so, sounds so trite, 
considering how much we talk about it in our department um, and here at Vanguard. But I think what the NAI set forth and what all the work Bob Wilson had done with the uh, five core values and the Champions of Character program and our Champions of Character class, uh, I think that that's a, that's a huge part of it. And being able to take all of those life skills and translate them into um, whatever they go on to do after college is a mark of the success of what we've done with them while they were here at Vanguard. And so when you see our former athletes going out and becoming police women and becoming vets and becoming, you know, teachers and watching them get to uh, excel in their careers and even just as they become wives and mothers and seeing their kids grow up and how they care for their kids, uh, you see and they even can recognize it and come back and tell us, hey, I realize this in my life and I, I can pinpoint it back to this one situation while I was here at Vanguard or, you know, going through that tough week of training camp um, really prepared me for this. Um, and, and I think that there are so many translatable skills that they get from Vanguard, which they may not realize for 5, 10, 15 mm -hmm. years after they leave. But at some point, the light bulb goes off and they realize, oh, this is because of something that happened to me while I was in college playing soccer. And that's always cool to hear those moments when they come back and do devos or at alumni games and those kinds of things. Absolutely. So some of our listeners um, might not actually know your Vanguard journey. Um, you've worked all over the campus, uh, in many different departments and many roles just within the athletic department. Mm -hmm. um, kind of break down how you've <laughs> shifted and moved back and forth across campus and the, the cool things you've been able to uh, both put into place here at Vanguard and then also, you know, kind of just experience on your end. Sure. So I actually went to Vanguard. I was an athletic training major, which was back then its own separate major. Uh, and now – uh, going through grad school, I was looking for an opportunity. I actually needed some kind of like an internship class. So I asked Randy Dodge, who was, you know, obviously the women's coach at the time, if I could do some sports psychology stuff with the uh, women's team back in 09. Uh, you know, he had no problem with it. And I started doing some imagery stuff and motivation and all those kinds of things with a lot of those players back um, on that team. And uh, while I was here, I uh, also was considering getting my PhD, so I went back to Dr. Avens over in the kinesiology department, asked if there was any opportunity for me to do some research or work with her in some capacity, and she actually offered me uh, a spot as an adjunct teaching a lifetime fitness and wellness lab. So I started out in the uh, weightlifting class teaching that, and uh, slowly but surely every semester it felt like I got another class or two classes on my plate to where I was uh, teaching uh, exercise phys lab, I was teaching sports psychology, I was teaching, uh, you know, all the lifetime fitness lectures. So there was a while there that I was in the, the professor side of things um, and working as an adjunct in that department. And then uh, as an adjunct, I got to see a lot of student athletes in my classes. Um, and I noticed that there were some things that we could possibly be doing better to better serve them since I had that experience as a student athlete here at Vanguard. And then now I had also gotten that experience as a professor and tried to figure out how can we get everyone to work together a little bit better. So everyone's experience um, was just a step better than what it was. And so started talking to the athletic director at the time, Bob Wilson, about 
helping out with some of the athletic academic components. Um, So, you know, talking about doing grade checks for athletes, talking about how can we better advise the student athletes. Um, So working with the different advisors around campus. um, So that way we could look out for class schedules, minimize class time that was missed by student athletes um, and get kids enrolled into classes that worked with their schedules. Um, And so that slowly got built into my repertoire of things that I was responsible for around campus. And um, then with some grants, Tara Servent over on the other side of campus in the natural sciences, she wrote some grants, um, won the grants, received the grants, um, and some positions opened up in the student services side of things. And so um, although I was already at that time associate head coach of the women's program, Um, underneath Randy Dodge, who was the director of soccer at the time. Uh, There was a position also available for what they called the Summer Bridge Coordinator. And that was a program to help uh, bring students in over the summer and get them a little bit a head start acclimated into Vanguard culture and what college classes were like. And so we did a year, uh, Amanda Lebrecht had already started the bridge program, but we kind of morphed it and turned it into a STEM bridge with all the science, technology, um, and engineering and math kind of stuff going on around the country. Um, STEM was a big thing and part of the grant, so we turned it into the bridge program into a STEM bridge program, brought some freshmen in uh, six weeks early to school, had them go through a chemistry class and kind of get used to the rigors of of college before school actually started and um, that class is actually graduating this year so uh, really exciting to see those guys a number of uh, the women's basketball players were in that inaugural class of that stem bridge program and uh, so for a while I was kind of balancing the associate head coach stuff with uh, the student success role as well and once I got married and once I found out that I was Uh, Due to have a baby, I kind of said I need to take a step back and I need to focus on just one thing. And, uh, you know, fortunately for me, the things aligned just right that the that I was able to um, step back from the student success part of it and stay here in the athletic department. And, uh, you know, not long after that was when uh, the opportunity for the transition to just uh, separate men's and women's programs came up and prayed long and hard about it didn't know what it was going to be like to be a mom and balance this and be a new head coach at the same time but God's really um he's blessed me he's shown me that this this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now and uh, I think the proof is in our success and how well everything's worked so far that um, God really will honor uh, you if you follow him no matter how much you're not sure or if, uh, you know, as long as you follow him, uh, I think that he'll really bless you and honor you for um, seeking him. Well, perfect. Thank you so much, Lauren. Uh, you, Under your direction, the, the women's soccer team is one game away from a fourth straight uh, conference championship. Uh, so we look forward to seeing how that table uh, ends out for the season and how the postseason run goes. So thanks for visiting us on the Coach's Corner. All right, welcome back here after that great conversation between Jeff Melton and head coach of the women's soccer program, Lauren Mascaro. Hope you guys were able to gain some great insights on that program here, the heart of what Lauren uh, has to do and how she does 
um, everything that, that she does within that program. And uh, really excited to see how Lauren and the women's soccer team does down this final stretch of the season and going towards that postseason run towards Golden State Athletic Conference tournament and then the NAI National Tournament. So wonderful first season here for Coach Mascaro. So thank you all for listening in. Uh, once again, you can view all of our podcast feeds on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Please feel free to subscribe and rate the podcast and be sure to tell your friends and family. The ratings definitely help us out, so make sure you do that. Thanks so much again for joining us, and we will see you next time on The Coach's Corner. We'll be right back.